It's Friday, so it's time to check in on the week on these ETFs. And for that, we welcome in Drew Voros, Editor-in-Chief at ETF.com. So April's almost over, right? This is uh, the last trading day of the month. It's been a good month overall. You tell us, what sectors have really been the outperformers, those that shined? Well, I mean, it's pretty much a theme that you've been talking about all day today. We're really seeing snapbacks in, in different sectors. The beaten down sectors of a year ago uh, are the best sectors this year, um, particularly in one uh, regard, energy. If you, re if you remember a year ago this month, uh, almost to the day that we saw negative prices for oil futures. Well, today, uh, energy is up 30% year to date. Um, it's taking in 5 billion in inflows. So people are playing that energy rebound. And we've seen crude oil prices climb for the last six, seven, eight months, really since last summer. Uh, and same with financials, uh, really beaten down last year. One reason why financials last year had to start covering what they were worried about in terms of the pandemic, in terms of uh, bankruptcies, uh, foreclosures. So they had to put a, a lot of cash reserves uh, aside. Well, now they're pulling those cash reserves out. Not all of them, because we're not out of the woods yet, certainly. Uh, but now that cash is going back. Uh, the dark clouds seem to be going. And, and interest rates are going up. It's a perfect storm, really, for the financial sector. It's up 22%. It's taken in the most money this year of all sectors, um, some $10 billion. Uh, And I'm using the uh, spider selects uh, sector uh, as proxies for each sector here. But financials have been the strongest sector, both in one of the strongest performance and certainly in most demand for investors right now. Oh, sure. I mean, when I looked at the financial ETF, XLF, right? I mean, for this month, it's up six and a half percent for this year, to your point, up 23 percent. And energy right on with that call, because the XLE, when you take a look at that, that's up about 30 percent this year. And, and so while we're seeing inflows into these sort of unloved sectors of 2020, you make a great point to set, talk about that rotation. At the same time, are you noticing some outflows? Well, absolutely. Um, we're, we're seeing uh, outflows in what was working last year. Uh, for instance, uh, consumer discretion uh, is up this year. Those are, you know, the casinos and the, and the travel things that, um, you know, we, we, we typically um, don't necessarily have to spend money on. But Staples, which was what was in demand last year, there was no toilet paper, cleaning products. Uh, we've seen pullback in that. We've seen a pullback in performance. Um, so again, it's sort of the what a difference a year makes story. Uh, the beaten downs are back up and the things that were in demand last year, especially in the environment we had last year, which is looking back really surreal. Um, that has completely changed both in consumer sentiment, consumer action, and certainly now we're seeing price action in that regard. Yeah, you make a great point. You know, when the shelves were empty and everybody was trying to buy those staples, um, you make a great point with that. Um, tell me more about dividend ETFs, because that is a theme, a way to invest. It always was very popular. I think people revisit that over and over again because at least you can get paid to wait, right? So tell me about some of the popularity there. Well, I mean, it, it, it's sometimes a fixed income play, especially when we saw rates um, depressed. We, we've seen rates pick up a little bit, um, but dividend, dividends are a tricky subject because are, are you talking large, large cap, mid cap, small cap? Um, and 
each company really um, focuses differently on how they're either going to pay dividends, maintain them, et cetera. There are several dividend ETFs out there that focus on certain aspects, whether they're, they call them aristocratic ETFs, many use that label, where they're constantly uh, providing that dividend, they're very steady, stalwart kind of dividend plays. And there's other dividends that come and go. Sometimes they're high and sometimes uh, they're taken back. And those are usually very volatile type of companies. So playing just dividends really is just opening up a whole can of worms of what kind of dividends you need there. I think we had a real demand and search for yield last year, and that seems to be receding a little bit as we're seeing the 10-year yield go up. We're seeing mortgage rates go up. Fixed income's coming back a little bit, so that search for yield, I think, is going to recede as well. Right. At least you might get a little something versus almost nothing at all. Um, tell me about the Bitcoin ETF. I mean, mm -hmm. there, people are waiting with bated breath, and the SEC seems to be uh, delaying this one. Have you heard anything or give us an update? Well, I think the mainstream media is catching on what, we, what we've been covering for eight years since 2013 when the Winklevoss, uh, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss filed for the first ETF. Um, at the time, they asked for the ticker coin, which now is uh, reverted and faded away now is Coinbase uh, ticker. So we've been through this a long time. And what's happened right now, and the reason everyone got really excited when they saw this, it really is a nothing burger. Uh, Van Eck was the first to refile in December. Um, and there's been seven other companies that have all filed ETFs. And first come doesn't mean first served in this case. And in fact, first come can actually be a liability. There's some major players that haven't come and refiled, one of them being Bitwise Management, which is a big um, crypto uh, asset manager. Uh, they have or they're preparing to refile. And it's really not like marijuana, is this legal or illegal? Is Bitcoin legal or illegal? It's really the structure of the ETF and how you're going to set net asset value. Where is your pricing coming from? Who's the custodian for these Bitcoins? What's the security? So the SEC hasn't been satisfied in the structure of these ETFs. So just filing uh, and saying, I want a Bitcoin ETF on my first in line, like at the DMV, doesn't work that way. And, and I think we're skinning a little bit ahead of ourselves um, because these are really perfunctionary kind of deadlines. The SEC is just merely pushing things back. They're really not rejecting. Um, but I think we're going to start seeing some real action on the regulatory front, especially in the next three yeah. or four months and by the end of the year. Okay. Got to remember, too, we have, we have a new administration coming in, a new SEC chairman. So the dust is just settling, but this will certainly be at the top of their agenda. And then finally, uh, just a quick thought on two popular. Give me one because I only have a, a minute, less than a minute. Growth versus value or tech? Any trends you're seeing in any of that? Well, the growth and value, keep they're like a seesaw right now. There's the battle that's been going on that the value was yeah. beaten down for years and years. And then it came back in November, December, and has really been on a run. Um, tech, again, if we can we can split that in a couple of ways. Are you talking you know, regular tech, new gen tech? Um, but I think tech is going to always be that sort of volatile factor in there. Uh, and it just continues to run and it continues to be more diverse. Um, to me, I, I really always like the tech. Uh, I, I think it's very right. steady, and I think all over the board it seems to work. Value, growth—that's not my game. I don't play that kind of picking. Yeah, I'm not. Drew, I'm not do an you think manager. that people love, as a pro in, in ETFs, do you think people just love the mystery of AI and robotics? They just want Depends to be. Who you are. I, I mean, there's the, the uh, sure. I, I think they're just like any investor, but I also think a large portion, if you look where all the money goes in ETFs, it's to the boring vanilla funds, the passive 
big S&P funds. Um, there is, still is a, ver a lot of value people see in just playing the market and not beating the market. Because when you try to beat the market, you're going to lose to the market sometimes. So that steady ride in index right. funds still is a major draw. Uh, as boring as it sounds for a, a news show, uh, that still is the big draw for a lot of investors. It's the safety and the passiveness of index funds. Despite all the headlines you read about Bitcoin, marijuana ETFs, or active funds, the majority, 80% yeah. of that money is in passive funds. Drew, I'm with you. I, I have not, my risk tolerance is pretty low. So I'm with Absolutely. you. I like something a little more steady. Drew Voros, great to have this conversation. Thank you very much, editor in chief of ETF.com. Thanks for coming on the show.